because they play on these emotional things that we deal with every day, like, gosh, I may stand to make $1,000 I wasn't expecting. This is an answer to prayer. I mean, it just comes across as, as almost like a lifeline sometimes to people. Yeah, yeah. And because it does, we kind of diminish the warnings of, is this legit? Should I be looking into this? And we just kind of go for it. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so that you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We're your hosts, David Thompson and Leo Sabo, and in today's episode, we're talking about scams. We're talking about the things that people fall for every day, but you have the ability to protect yourself and to help others. Uh, I've actually had a burden for this episode for quite some time. I know several people that have been ripped off, they've been scammed or tricked into losing money, uh, and these are normal, intelligent people. These are friends, they have good jobs, they have families, and they had their money stolen by a thief, and that breaks my heart. Like when I talk to my friends and I hear the, some of the things that happen, I just can't believe it. Mm. And so I want this episode to be something that helps people. Yeah. I want you to be able to hear this and help avoid some problems personally, but I want you to be able to pick up on some language that you may hear from a family member or a friend or mm-hmm. uh, an extended relative. A lot of times people that are older get targeted with these scams. Yes. Uh, but I've got two examples of people that I know personally that, that were not older. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were just normal, everyday people walking out their life and ran into this. So one, I've got a friend who was looking to rent a home. Mm. And they did a bunch of research. They, they were looking up different places in their area. And they found a listing for a home that was a good deal. It wasn't crazy, but it was a good deal. It was a nice home in a nice area. Uh, they talked to the person that had posted the listing. They worked through a bunch of the details. It all sounded extremely legitimate. Uh, they put a deposit down. And they said, okay, I'm for sure. This is, the, this is where I want to live. They put a deposit down to the tune of one month's rent. I think it was like $1,500 or $2,000. Mm. And then they went to go visit the home and they found out that it wasn't listed. Somebody else owned the home. Oh my goodness. And there's somebody else living in it. And it had just been listed online by this third-party thief yeah. who was waiting for somebody to fall in love with the pictures, fall in love with the idea of renting at a, at a slightly discounted rate. Nothing crazy. Uh, it was just so tricky because yeah. everything looked so official. Everything looked so legit. And they lost $1,500, mm. which then delayed them from being able to get into a new place right. because that was their down payment. That's a hit. That's a huge mm. hit. And it was, I just remember emotionally, that messes with you. It, it made me so frustrated. Mm. And the hard thing is, is that the police are not going to go investigate that. No. Uh, you know, this is one of those things where you, the only way you can be protected is if you're aware that this is out there and you do the extra due diligence. Yeah. Uh, I've got another friend. He's from another country. And he's doing well. He's got a great job here. And somebody reached out to him and said, hey, uh, I saw that you're from this country. I've got a great new real estate development that we're building. We're actually going to build a resort in your country that's going to provide 100 jobs to local residents. And this country, um, it's not a rich country. 
but it is a very picturesque country. Mm. And so it's a beautiful place to go. It makes perfect sense to have a resort there. It really would help with jobs and the local economy. Right. And the guy said, we're projecting that you're going to have a good rate of return on the investment. And it wasn't crazy money. It wasn't like, we're going to double your money every five years. It's right. like, hey. Nothing that would tip them off that right. this might be a scam. Exactly. Nothing yeah. that would tip them off. And, and so my friend started to go down the road and talking to this company and say, yeah, I'd like to invest with that project. I'd like to help. And, and then he brought it to me because he knew that I was into personal finance and I began to dig into it and it was a total scam. Wow. It was a total lie. The, the company didn't exist. The number that he was calling was associated with some scam problems. Wow. And, and it was just unbelievable because what they did is they targeted him based on where he was from. Right. Because they knew that he had a heart to help people sure. in his country. And, and this guy happens to be in ministry. His job is to serve people and help people for a living. So somebody targeted him because they yeah. knew his heart was soft. They knew they were, who they were going after. Yeah. And that's, wow. I mean, that, that made me mad. And thankfully, we protected him and saved him from going into that. Yeah. Because uh, there's a few red flags when he began to describe it to me. But he was so excited because he mm. thought he was going to help people and get a basic rate of return as well. Yeah. And I mean, it was a win-win in his yeah. mind but it was a scam. Mm. So <laughs> that's what we're talking about today is how to protect not only yourself, but your loved ones so that when somebody runs into something that sounds a little too good to be true or that needs a little more research, you're ready to step in and help and guide them down the right path. Yeah. I love the idea of this episode, David, because you know we always emphasize these principles for healthy finances. One, that you spend on purpose. Two, that you save before you spend. Three, that you increase your financial margin. And then four, that you invest wisely. You know, and the hard thing is that you can do all these really, really well for a long time and make a lot of progress. And then with one mistake, with yeah. one wrong investment, mm. you can end up with a lot of pain and a, and a huge loss. So we want to help you avoid that pain today and in the future so that not only are you equipped to sniff out and realize this just does not look good or I should be asking more questions, but that you can also, as David said, that you can tell other people yeah. how to avoid these scams. Yeah. So let's look at some of the most typical scams that people fall for. So you'll be aware that they're out there. Now I'm going to kind of group them into categories. So we're going to talk about banking scams, uh, but there's a number of things under that. We're going to talk about credit card and, and, you know, again, like credit and debit card scams, charity scams, mm. which in my mind is kind of grouped into what happened to one of my friends there is yeah. it was their charity that was being pulled on, right? That's it was right. a heartstring, right. uh, uh, pyramid scams. Uh, you know, these multi-level marketing things that are actually scams because they're built in the pyramid structure, mm -hmm. uh, investment scams, and then award scams or yeah. like you've just won money yeah. type scams, right? <laughs> Everybody so, likes to, to get stuff. Right. And, Everybody and likes to things, be a winner, so right? Yeah. It's an so, easy one to fall yeah, into. It's very, it's, it's, these people play on your heart and that, yeah. and that just, that makes me mad. Yeah. Um, and, and it hurts me to see somebody else uh, in pain in this area. So, uh, let's look at some of these everyday scams. Let's start with banking. And I just want you to be aware that this is out there. What's going to happen is something called an overpayment scam. Mm -hmm. And you'll get a check in the mail and it'll look completely legitimate. And it'll say, hey, uh, you accidentally overpaid for your vehicle. And what happens is the thieves 
will actually run a list of data. They'll find vehicles uh, and they'll, they'll trace it back to somebody's home address. And so they'll actually say, we know what kind of vehicle you drive. And They're I'm very crafty. Very crafty. They do their work. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and I'm saying uh, vehicles here. This could also be mortgage overpayment. This could also be tuition overpayment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens is thieves will look for lists and then they will craft a story around it. Right. So the scam here is the overpayment scam. So they'll send you a check in the mail that has a written letter that looks very legitimate. Hey, you overpaid for this thing. Mm-hmm. All that you need to do is deposit this check into your account and you get $500 because it's you overpaid by 500. Here's $500. Uh, now, what they'll often say is that the only way that you can receive all of this money is if you wire us uh, $50 or $100 or depending on the numbers, it could be $1,000, right? They could say yeah. you overpaid by 10 grand. Now, all you need to do is wire us $1,000 to pay for the insurance and the overhead of sending you this money. Mm. They say, hey, we found the money and the only way we can send it to you is if you pay us to, uh, to unlock yeah. it and release it. There's a there's 100 different ways this happens. But anytime that you're getting a check that says you've overpaid for something or an unsolicited check, just anytime a check arrives, Mm -hmm. you should immediately be suspicious. Uh, Scammers will send you a check and they'll be asking you to cash it. And when you cash it, uh, A, it could be tied to something that pulls from your bank account. Mm -hmm. But B, most of the time, what they're trying to get you to do is to wire them money to release that cash. What'll happen is you'll put the bank, that, that deposit, you'll put that check into the bank and it'll look like it's there for about three days. Right. Because the bank cannot tell whether it's a real check exactly. or not. These are really well done. They're so the bank, well because you have a relationship with the bank, the bank will automatically make that a deposit. Yeah, they'll trust you. Yep. Yeah. This happens to me all the time. I'll get a check, I'll deposit it, and it shows us cash right away. Right. Now, if it's a big check, they'll hold a part of it, for. but that's because I have a relationship with this bank for yeah. you know, 30 years. Right. So because of that... They trust that I'm not going to deposit a fake check. Yes. And so they automatically say, yes, this money is available. So then the scammer is asking you to pay back a small portion of that. Right. When the check is fake, right. it means that you're really giving them your money. And then you have to deal with the ramifications with your bank. Yes. Because you gave them a check that's not true. It's yeah. not legit. Yeah. So, so let's just do a basic example. You've been given a check for $5,000. You go deposit it. And it shows up that you have $5,000 in your account. Mm-hmm. And so then you say, okay, it must be legitimate. So I will write the $500 and wire it to this company. Yeah, you're that, up $4,500. Yeah, in your mind, you're like, this deal. is great. <laughs> What'll happen is that 10 days later, the check will officially bounce. Yep. It'll actually say, you lied to us. You sent us a false check. So then you're in trouble with the bank relationally. Yeah. Uh, if you gave them $500, it may actually then take your account into overdraft yeah. because you go down $500 mm-hmm. on top of losing the 5000 that you put in there. And so so it, it is it is the number one thing that I've probably seen. I want you to be aware of it. Anytime that you hear of a check showing up, that should be a red flag. Sure. Uh, you should already have a relationship with the company. If you did overpay for, for Netflix service and it's like $20, Call Netflix. Make sure that it's accurate. You know, right. look at your account. Don't let some third party in with a false check. Yeah, and if there's ever, uh, we'll give you this, but you have to give us something back. Let that be a warning to you. There's Immediate. something fishy about this, <laughs> um, because 
if they're giving you money, then what's the what's the reason they need money back? That's just ridiculous. Just send less money. Because they play on these emotional things that we deal with every day, like, gosh, I may stand to make $1,000 I wasn't expecting. This is an answer to prayer. I mean, it just comes across as, as almost like a lifeline sometimes to people. Yeah, yeah. And because it does, we kind of diminish the warnings of, is this legit? Should I be looking into this? And we just kind of go for it. So we're trying to warn you that when this happens, realize these scammers are working through the scenario and trying to fill in every gap that you might, you know, that might throw your warning to stop, think through this, process through this, and make sure you research this. And that's why it's so easy to fall into them and why yeah. we're doing the show is because we want you to be aware. When these kind of things happen, pull back and ask the basic questions. Yep. Why would somebody give me money and then ask me for money in return? let's make sure this is the right thing before I actually go further with it. Yeah. The next thing you need to be aware of is just looking for emails, uh, even from quote unquote financial institutions. If you receive an email from somebody that you're not doing business with already, then you probably should not be clicking on any of the links in that. You definitely should never download an attachment or open an attachment mm -hmm. from somebody that you don't know. And this is what will happen. It'll pull up and the email will say, you know, let's say you bank with Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase, whoever. This email is from chase.com and we're just calling or we're just writing to inform you that you have an overdraft fee pending. Please click here to stop the overdraft fee. Mm-hmm. Well, when you see that, uh, A, if you don't have a relationship with Chase, then you should never open that email. Just delete right. it. That's crazy. Right. Uh, B, let's say you do. And this is where it gets really, really tough because the scammers put together these emails excellently. Mm -hmm. You've got to look at the sender. And a lot of times on the label, it'll say from chase.com. But when you hover over mm -hmm. the email address, it'll actually open up and say from Zimbabwe at 729164.com, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and you can see who the actual sender is. So you want to hover over the link, uh, hover over the email address. You also want to hover over the link. Don't click it. But if you hover over it, a lot of times your actual browser will pre-research and pull up where that link is going to take you. And you can see that it's going to take you somewhere that you do not want to go. You can see this isn't taking me to chase.com. This is taking me to mm -hmm. wherever.com. Yeah. And so be aware. This is called phishing. And when you go fishing, like actual with an F fishing and you try to catch fish, uh, you, you throw bait out. Mm -hmm. and, and the first time you throw it out, you probably don't catch a fish. So you have to throw out the lure three, four, five times in different places. Well, what these scam artists are doing is they actually throw out a thousand different emails yeah. to a thousand different people. And they don't even know if you actually bank with Chase or not. They're just using Chase or Wells Fargo or Bank of America. Yeah. And they're sending it to a million people. Well, out of those million people, some percentage actually bank there. Yeah. And so this becomes appealing. And if you click on it, it opens up a link that could potentially download a virus to your computer. Yeah. All uh, kinds of it, things. There's all sorts of issues. So yeah. be very aware of what is called a phishing scam. Yeah. So some of the safety tips to remember is don't trust the appearance of checks or money orders. You know, scammers can make them look legitimate and official. Contact your bank to report and stop unauthorized automatic withdrawals from your account and forward phishing emails to the Federal Trade Commission. And you could do that at spam at uce.gov. And we'll have a link in our show notes for that. Yeah, I love it. All right. So another thing that you're going to want to be aware of is with your bank card or your credit card. Right. Uh, 
oftentimes you'll receive a phone call out of nowhere from a number that you may or may not recognize. Mm -hmm. Now, this is what's interesting, and I'm pretty sure you and I see this all the time, Leo. Everybody sees it now. On your cell phone, a number will pop up that is that is almost the exact same as your personal cell phone number. Right. Uh, the first three digits, the area code are the same. The next three digits are the same. same. And so you immediately think, okay, like maybe this is a family member or somebody mm-hmm. who lives in the area. Maybe mm-hmm. it's somebody from my local, you know, whatever association you're plugged in. Oh, it's somebody from church. It's somebody from work. It's somebody from wherever. It causes you to think this may be legitimate. Right. And so you, you pick up the phone, you say, Hey, this is David. Yeah. What's going on? And then they say, well, actually this is chase.com. This is wherever, this is your credit card company calling. We know there might be a problem. We've actually seen some unreported or, uh, you know, ill-advised activity on your account. We don't think it's you, but we need for you to give us your, uh, credit card number right now mm-hmm. to make sure that we can verify who you are, which is funny because they try to verify you yeah. when really they're the ones who are false. Yeah. And they're like, if you give us your credit card number right now, we can open up the account and make sure that there's no issues. Uh, these people always wind it in a story. Now, it's really easy if somebody, you pick up the phone and it's somebody who has a terrible accent, clearly doesn't know uh, your your language, so whatever country you're in, they clearly don't know how to speak your language fully. Uh, you know, the, the actual credit card companies are not going to hire somebody that can't communicate with their customers. So there are some easy red flags, but what if they're communicating and it's clear and it's consistent and they're wrapping it in a story? What you should do in that situation is say, thank you for calling. Thank you for letting me know. I'm going to hang up right now and I'm going to call the 1-800 number on my credit card, right. and we can talk there. And they're like, no, 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 we're already on the phone. We can talk right now. No, no, no. If you want to talk to me, I'm about to call your number. And if you're actually with my, my credit card company, if you're actually with my bank, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to pick up on the other line. I'm going to call you. And you call the 1-800 number on the back of your credit card, your debit card, your bank statement. You call them, mm-hmm. and that way you know that you're talking to the right representative. Uh, this is huge. One of the things that I love is that many phones have started to help block these scam calls. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you, I've probably gotten 10 of them in the past week. Yeah. Well, I got one while we're recording this show. <laughs> For one that has the same, the first six numbers of my phone are exactly the same. And my wife and I have... The same phone number except for one digit is off. Yeah, yeah. So when I see that, automatically I think it's my wife. Um, so yeah, you're right. I mean, it happens all the time. Just something that we need to be aware of and something that we can protect ourselves against. Now, let's move on to charity scams. You could receive a call asking for donations uh, to a local police department or to military families. And the crooks elicit information about your bank account or debit card to make the donation over the phone. Now, this will give them full access to your checking account or potentially your credit card. So we have to be careful. Uh, any kind of charity that's being asked, we need to kind of pull back a little bit and say, all right, first of all, I'm being solicited over the phone. How do I even know if this charity is one that I want to support? How do I know if they um, manage their finances well, where the funds that I give them is actually going to go toward the cause that they're supposedly right. Pu- right. Push, putting out there? So the first thing to do when you see these kind of charity scams is just be cautious. It's not about being callous. It's not about not being generous. We consistently promote generosity on this show. 
we want you to be generous, but there are some things that you can do to make sure that your generosity is not taken advantage of, but you're actually doing some good through the generosity you're, you're engaging in. So whether you're seeing things on Facebook or you get personal pleas from uh, people to help uh, by trying to you know, support some kind of a cause or family that's going through a hard time, all of those things are great. Let's just take a moment, though, and think through some of the basics, and let's make sure we're not acting emotionally. That's probably the most important thing is to avoid these scams is do not act emotionally and impulsively. Pull back enough to say, okay, give me the information. Let me think about it. Let me look into it. And then you can decide whether that's the right thing to do, whether actually supporting this organization is the right thing. Because then you'll also have an opportunity to know whether it's even a legitimate ask. Right, right. And that's the thing is you'll have these companies or individuals that will gather money for a charity. And let's say they do write the charity a check for $500, but they gained 10,000 mm-hmm. and they only wrote a check for mm-hmm. 500. Right. I don't want to scare you. We, we do want to encourage generosity, but do it wisely. Build it into your budget and give to causes that you're personally passionate about. Don't don't get scammed with a with an impulse give out of an emotional ask. Go to Charity Navigator. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just Google Charity Navigator or another organization, and all they do is look at charities all day long. That's yep. their whole That's job. Their job. Uh, if, if you're plugged into a local religious organization, then go there. Talk to the, talk to the leadership. Talk to people that you trust. Get to know what's happening, because it, it may not be a part of the Charity Navigator. That's okay, but you've got to do some, some relationship building. Don't mm-hmm. allow somebody out of the blue to call you or to request on Facebook. I think this is where it gets a little tricky for me because Facebook, mm. you know, you kind of assume that there's a real person on the other end of this. Yeah. But I've had people reach out uh, from from actually locally and from around the world. And mm-hmm. I've seen this on multiple occasions personally yeah. Yeah. where they'll they will just tell you the most heart wrenching story about how um, their their son or their daughter is about to die from malnourishment or from a medical disease or a medical issue. And in that moment, you know, you're thinking, well, there's a profile picture. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of history on this person's profile. Yeah. Like they posted a picture of some kids. So you're assuming that they're that person's kids. And right. now they're telling you that that kid is going to die if you don't give them money in the next 24 hours through the Facebook giving app. Like yeah. that's, that is a scam. 100%. Mm-hmm. The people, you, you're not going to have people reach out to you from across the country, across the world, but it's heart wrenching yeah. in that moment. Even I have personally struggled with it. Like I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on with this person? I open up their profile, I read through everything, and and the longer history they have, the harder it is to tell that this is a false person. It's a fake account. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, do not give in that situation because what you're then doing is encouraging a scammer. Yeah. You're encouraging somebody who lies for a living to keep lying for a living. If they don't get any money through lying, they won't continue doing it. Mm -hmm. So be aware, uh, people are gonna reach out and you've gotta just either just make a hard line. I never give money through social media. I I will not do that. That's a part of my personal policy. Uh, And then you gotta go and do the research and make sure, yeah, and just confirm that's not the right person. Right, right, I think it's great advice. Really the, the bottom line here is just to realize that there's an emotional connection to this ask and you just need to pull back a little bit and think it through. But really, I think what David said about there are certain platforms that you just have to be cautious because it does pull on your heartstrings, but it also it requires you to act very quickly. 
and it's always a desperate need. Yeah. And in that moment, all of us, I mean, gosh, I think we're hardwired to help yeah, others. Absolutely. So that's why it's so such a dangerous uh, place um, that, that we're put in because so many people will, will make the decision to go ahead and give without doing any research, without really seeing whether that's a, a legitimate place. But even go beyond that, it's not just the gift itself. It's when the when this is initiated by a scammer that wants to get your information, it's not just given that $20 gift. Right. It's they get your credit card information. Right. Now they could open up other credit cards in your name. They could do all kinds of other things. So we just have to be very cautious. In today's day and age, and with the technology that that we have available at our fingertips, it's very easy to be brought into this kind of thing that's going to have long-term consequences. So we have to be very careful. Yep. The next scam that you want to watch out for are pyramid schemes. Now, pyramid schemes are always a scam. Uh, They're always a a lie. You never want to be involved in a pyramid scheme. But what happens is they are marketed Mm -hmm. as multi-level marketing programs. Which can be good. Which there are legitimate Mm -hmm. multi-level marketing businesses. Right. Uh, A multi-level marketing business simply is utilizing the network of the individuals that are in the business to Mm -hmm. sell their product. Right. And so, Leo, if I had a product and I recruited you to help me sell my product and I gave you a little cut, that could be legitimate. And you could go to your family and they could sell it to their family. I mean, like... As long as it's providing a service or a product that's benefiting people, then that's great. And if the business is built on the actual product, that is legitimate. Uh, Now, because Mm -hmm. these pyramid schemes are often sold as multi-level marketing schemes, personally... I'm pretty suspicious of all multi-level marketing schemes. I, not, that's, a, that's I, a good place to be. I'm not saying that they're uh, that they're all illegitimate. Um, there are a lot of very legitimate ones. I've done research. I've seen things that I'm like, oh, this is a good company that's yeah. actually doing good things. And the way they market is through relationships. That's okay. But personally, anytime I hear about a new multi-level marketing opportunity, mm-hmm. I'm immediately hesitant and because of my personal um, leadership, the things that I do in my community, uh, and even through this podcast, uh, I would be very, very hesitant to ever get involved personally in a multi-level marketing program because it would, it would be using my personal influence and the leadership that I have in other spaces through the church and through... Um, misusing through this, misusing it, right. Say. Yeah, misusing right? it, right? You could manipulate people into... Right, and it could it. turn the relationship from a building relationship with somebody I care about to building relationship in order to, to gain and profit. Yeah. And that's so, really the heart, the biggest problem with the multi-level right. is that it it's based on relationship. It's on networking. Right. right? And I think sometimes, especially somebody who's kind of geared towards selling yeah. and they're a very uh, convincing person, yeah. you know, they can be kind of tenacious and going at it. I think that's something that's very uh, difficult because for instance, if I have a friend that's a multi-level marketing business and I may even like the product, but I'm not interested, and they right. keep coming at me with it, then I have to look and say, okay, does this person care about me, or are they now considering me just as a potential client? Right. And I think that we can very easily, when we buy into these things, for the right reason, sometimes we start the right way, but it can very easily turn into, I'm going to use every person, every relationship at yeah. my disposal to make myself successful in this business. And that's the unfortunate negative consequence right. of multi-level marketing. Right. And in my current full-time work as a pastor, my mm-hmm. goal is to help people and take care of them through relationship. Right. And if there was ever something in their mind that thought that I was coming to them for relationship in order to sell yeah. a product, yeah. 
that would be wrong. So that would be a misuse of, 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 the, of the position that I'm currently in. So, so that's, all, that's all off to the side. What I really want to hit at is that when you run into an actual pyramid scheme, and this is something that the only way that it survives is by recruiting new people into it. Exactly. Every week, every yep. month, every single day, uh, pyramid schemes will collapse. This mm-hmm. idea that, okay, you recruit three people, and then they'll recruit three people, and they will recruit three people. If the majority of the business is based on the recruiting and the dollars that come in through recruiting versus actually selling a physical product or a you know coaching product or whatever the actual product is, mm-hmm. if it's built more on recruiting than on product, yeah. then you're running into pyramid scheme territory and an official pyramid scheme will collapse. So be aware of that. Um, you will see these things marketed like crazy because it's usually based on somebody's greed and desire for wealth and mm-hmm. easy money. And so if you just get into this program and you recruit three more people and they recruit three more people, you will be a millionaire in just three iterations of this or five iterations. You immediately should have your guard go up mm-hmm. and say, okay, what's going on? Uh, Leo, what are some safety tips? So some safety tips is ask if the company sells non-tangible products or technical services rather than the physical items. Uh, And also check out the business with the Better Business Bureau and the state attorney's office and make sure that they are licensed in the state as an agency. So the next scam that you want to watch out for are investment scams. Uh, And I'm going to put this into the Ponzi scheme arena. And this is when you have somebody that sells investments, or at least they tell you that they sell investments for Mm -hmm. a living, Mm -hmm. and they begin to tell you about how well they're doing. Yeah. And they begin to make promises, and they're guaranteeing your earnings. And they're saying, Mm -hmm. this is risk free. Uh, When you begin to hear these words, guaranteed, risk-free, and the person is very nice, they're very well dressed, and all of a sudden you're starting to think, wow, I I might want to jump in on this. Right. You need to have a few red flags go up anytime you hear risk-free and guaranteed, because when you're investing, there's always going to be risk. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is nothing that's guaranteed. Well, death and taxes. But other than that, there is nothing guaranteed in Those this Those don't life. qualify as investments. <laughs> Those are not investments. That's right. So here's what you'll hear. You'll see, uh, oh, you know, other people just like you have invested. Mm. And what's scary is they'll, they'll actually find somebody that's invested and then they'll get their friends. And they'll say, yeah. hey, did you know your friend invested or your neighbor invested? And they'll just use this Social language pressure. that feels great. Really right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may take you to lunch. They may give you a gift. They may make you feel... Like Mm -hmm. they are doing very well. Now, this is where it's really tricky because if somebody has already lied a few times and gotten money from someone else, now they have a pool of money to help facilitate their future lies. So now they may come to you and say, hey, I just want to take you to this really nice lunch and tell you about this really cool opportunity. Exclusive. Exclusive to you. I'm not telling anybody else about this. This is personally for you. And they'll get you to an emotional state where you feel like, man, I want to do this. They're yeah. able to buy me lunch. They're yeah. able to Might take me to feel dinner. Obligated. You feel obligated because they purchased something for you. Well, a Ponzi scheme is when somebody is selling fake investments mm-hmm. and then they use that money to give fake returns to other people that buy in later. And then what they do is they just create this huge paper trail. They'll actually create documents that look like real investment gains and they'll mm-hmm. give you the documents mm-hmm. and say, hey, your investment's going up. Every every month, your investment just went up 10%. Hey, at the end of the year, your investment has doubled. But when you go to them for the money, they're actually using that money to live on 
and they're using that money to engage other people and get them to get into the Ponzi scheme. And so this is one of those things that you have to be extremely aware of. You don't want to work with people uh, mm -hmm. that, that you haven't done the research and you haven't actually gone through and fact check what they're selling. So Leo, what are some ways uh, that we can avoid these types of scams? I think the thing to remember is that if you lack all the information to make an informed decision, uh, you should pause. You know, that's probably the most important thing is don't react, but act, meaning that you pause and do your due diligence to make sure that the investment is legitimate. Don't get caught up into the relational connection and how you feel and gosh, I should do this. Or if I don't do this, I'm going to miss out on a big opportunity. There's always more opportunities to invest. But I tell people it's like buying a car. There's always another car out there. You know, well, well, this one is perfect. No, there's no such thing as perfect. There's always something better tomorrow. So it's just important to pause and start thinking through it and taking some steps that will ensure that you, everything that you're doing is with eyes wide open. You understand everything. And it's what we talked about when we talked about investing is you don't invest in something you don't know. Right. This is basically that rule. Yeah. If you don't have all the information, you should stop and get all the information. And I think when you start engaging these kind of people and you start asking very direct and specific questions, you'll kind of break down their, their facade because they don't have very specific things to give you. Or they'll struggle to really keep that smooth sales pitch going because you're kind of interrupting their flow. Right. And I think that's a good way to, uh, to stop that from becoming a runaway train where you just have no choice but to say yes. So anyway, I think it's important to just do your homework and make sure you understand what you're doing. Yeah, a lot of times these uh, Ponzi schemes involve unregistered investments. Mm. So you can ask to see the registration, and then you can go check that with the Securities and Exchange Commission, mm. the SEC. So you can actually go and check and see if this is actually a verified registered investment. And if it's not, that's probably a huge red flag that you should just avoid it. Um, the, the way that this happened uh, was somebody, did this. It was Charles Ponzi, and he went through and gathered millions of dollars, and in doing that, he ripped off thousands and thousands of people. I think that uh, he got up to like a $50 billion paper, you know, like paper, paper mache of <laughs> fake investments, right? Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is just all on paper. He's using the money to pay off some people at the bottom that are wanting their money while he's still stealing from other people. And eventually, like a house of cards, it just fell apart. Um, so I guess it was Bernie, Bernie Madoff that got up to $50 billion. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, this is just one of those things that you have to be very uh, aware of anytime somebody's trying to sell you an investment. Uh, do not fall to emotion. Do not fall to it sounded good, so I jumped in, guaranteed mm -hmm. results, risk-free. Those are all red flags. Yeah. So the last one is award scams. And in these scams, you're typically told that you've won a foreign lottery or a $1,000 gift card to Amazon or a new iPad or a new phone. And just remember a couple of things. With a foreign lottery, crooks will send you a very large check. It's the same thing as with a check scam and that they give you a check for you to deposit into your personal checking account, you then will be asked to immediately wire a portion of the funds to pay for taxes, government taxes, or administration fees, or whatever. So it's always, a, we're going to give you something, but then you also have to give it back to us. And there's that, there's that gap between you actually getting the money and you paying some money back. So just be careful of those things. Now, when it comes to a gift card, the scammer will have you 
enter personal information in order to receive the item, right? Whether it's a gift card or whatever, which in turn then they can use to target you personally, getting into your accounts, putting malware or spyware on your computer. And this allows them to gain access to sensitive information. So it's like David said earlier, it's a bait and hook type of situation where they'll throw some information out there to get you to give them some information so that in the end they gain what they want. Yeah, And it's just all about really stealing from you and potentially even stealing your identity, yeah. which can have significant consequences down the road. So be Leo, careful. This is the one that I fell for. Mm. <laughs> Full disclosure, it was the <laughs> award scam. This is the one where I clicked on the email and was like, I'm interested. Now, let me tell you, uh, one day I'm on my email, my work email, just clicking along, saving people's lives, changing the world, doing what I do. <laughs> Love it. And guess what happens? In my inbox arrives from Pizza Hut. Dot com. Yeah. David, you you've won a free pizza as a loyal customer. Now can I tell you, Leo, I've been a loyal customer to our <laughs> local Pizza Hut. And as a loyal customer, yeah. they were sending me a free pizza. You know I clicked that link. Of course you did. And as soon as I clicked who that link, have? who wouldn't have? Come on. <laughs> it's pizza. It was an award. I was being awarded for being a loyal customer. That's right. And as soon as I clicked the link, uh, it pops up. This was a test. This is a phishing scam. Now our own IT department had sent out test phishing emails to test the employees (laughs) to see, to train us, right, to help us. I love it. I fell for it. I yep. mean, now this is what's interesting. We're talking about the lotteries in a foreign country, mm-hmm. the, the your uncle owned land in South Africa, and we want to yeah, send yeah, you yeah. a check for of gold bullion and yeah, whatever. Like we're talking about these big things. I fell for the little thing. Yeah. A free pizza from my local pizza hut because of my loyalty. And what's funny is like the company didn't even know that I shopped at Pizza Hut. Yeah. They just used Pizza Hut because it was a big brand name. Yes. And a lot of people think, oh, you know, a ten dollar free been pizza. There. It might have been a while, but I've been there. Right. A ten dollar <laughs> free pizza, like I'll click on that because yeah. you trust the brand. Sure. And and the the award was small enough that you're like, oh, that couldn't be a scam. Well, what if it had not been my IT department testing mm-hmm, me? Mm-hmm. And I click on that link and it downloads something on my computer that yep. then tracks all of my keyboard strokes. It tracks the memory on my computer. It pulls up the files uh, anytime I've ever typed in my social security number. I mean, there are things that people can do as soon as you click on that. So yeah. I'm telling you, the award scam is what I fell for. Mm-hmm. And it was a $10 award. Yeah. Right? I mean, whatever the cost of a pizza Much is. more than that <laughs> if you can fall for a 10. Yeah. Yes. So and you're not aware. aware. I mean, this, right. this happens to everybody. And this is why we're doing this show. Yeah. Is because it is something that happens a lot. Um, so to avoid these award scams, uh, just remember, if you didn't enter the contest, you didn't win it. <laughs> yeah. Period. If you don't remember entering the contest, you didn't. Um, No one gives gift cards for free. It's too expensive for a company to just give these things out. Now, usually when you look at a discount, even at Amazon, you might get a 5 to 10% off, but you're not going to get a free $1,000 gift card. So this should be just a red flag for everybody. And something to note about foreign lotteries, okay? It is illegal to participate in a foreign lottery Mm. via mail or phone in the U.S. So just kind of push those aside. That's not something you should be involved in anyway. Well, I hope this has been helpful. I hope that this episode has helped you to understand some of the scams that are out there. And as we said earlier, become aware of these, stay away from them. And if you find out about these scams, by all means, inform others. The only way that we can defeat these things is if we call attention to them, to the fact that they are scams. That way we inform everybody else and the scam is no longer effective by those who are trying to make us buy into these things. We are so grateful that you continue to listen we would love for you 
to connect with us through social media, to let us know that you're listening, and to share this specific podcast with someone, someone that you love, someone that you care about. Uh, make sure that you inform them uh, about these scams. And also, would you do us a huge favor? We're trying to reach that 150 reviews on iTunes. We're getting close. We need a few of you to actually go on iTunes. Uh, rate us. Give us a five-star review if we've earned it. And also write just a small comment. And that'll help to make that review legitimate. And it'll market. And we'll get to that 150. We'd love for you to help us do that. Also, you can go to leosabo.com for resources, tools, and helpful content. And also go to stewardshippastors.com. David has created this website to help everyone with biblical principles of handling money. He's also writing this book, Jesus on Money. Uh, It's going to be a great resource, and you're sure to benefit from it. So go there and purchase a book. You can do that right now. Purchase more than one. Give it to one of your friends. Plus, there's great articles, videos, and resources that are being added frequently that you will find very helpful. Well, we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we We can can keep keep getting money right. This is what's interesting. We're talking about the lotteries in a foreign country, the, the your uncle owned land in South Africa, and we want to yeah, send yeah, you yeah. a check for of gold bullion and yeah, whatever. Like we're talking about these big things. I fell for the little thing. Yeah. A free pizza from my local pizza hut because of my loyalty. Yeah.